0: Happy to be here today, and in church. First of all, happy to be in church, but I'm also happy to be in church with uh, friends and uh, maybe I should say family members. We have glad to see Aunt Joyce today, and uh, praying for her that the Lord would perform a miracle in her life. But anyway, but thank God for you being in church. I understand. I want to ask you. You got a lot of people that's out. But anyway, usually I go preach. I don't preach other places very many times. Uh, But occasionally it happens. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why people are not just ringing my phone weekly wanting me to preach for them. But for some reason it doesn't happen. But when I go. Almost invariably, the pastor makes mention of how many people are not in church, and I usually try to figure out if he announced that I was coming in advance, and that usually turns out to be the problem that he told everybody who was coming to preach, and so they take that weekend or night or whatever to... uh, But Brother Looper didn't have an opportunity to announce that I was going to be here today, so thank the Lord everybody's in church. Aren't you glad you didn't know I was gonna be here today? Amen. <clears throat> uh but I'm glad to be here with the loopers who have been friends of ours for a long time, of course, uh friends of my wife's, uh for even longer, but uh we've I have learned to love and appreciate them very much, brother and sister Duplessy and their family and so many more of you that I would consider friends, hope that you would uh, feel the same about me glad to be in church with you this morning amen and so uh, at home it's ten forty seven at home we would whoever's preaching would be about halfway done with their preaching and we'd be trying to dismiss shortly after eleven but i i'm not at home today so uh we'll But I will try to keep that in mind and not uh, take advantage of you and your time. Amen. Look at them. (laughs) They heard my voice and came flocking in the building. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Anybody else? Do I need to tarry just a little bit? We're going to have a testimony or two waiting for the rest of the crowd to come in. Amen. All right, I'm going to read to you in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. If you stand for the reading, that's up to you. We do it home, but I'm not going to uh, ask you to if you don't normally. But uh, Hebrews chapter 11. <clears throat> this chapter is very familiar to most anybody that's read the Bible very many times or been to Sunday school even a few times. Uh, what a lot of people consider the Faith Hall of Fame, whatever else you may consider it. It's the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. The first 10 or so verses mentions several different people that are familiar to us, their names anyway, uh, popular, I guess you would say, people in the Scripture, and then verse beginning with verse 13 says these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. Amen. I want to ask you, if you would, to pray for just a moment. I need the Lord to help me, and I'm sure there's somebody here that needs the Lord. So let's ask God's blessings and anointing upon us today. We love you, Jesus. Lord God, I need you today. and Somebody else here today needs you. And we ask you to move into this place, and, as you already have, and touch those that need help from heaven, God. Lord, let Your hand of mercy and conviction and power and anointing be upon us today. God, we ask all of this in Your wonderful name. And we give You praise and glory. For You are worthy, Lord Jesus, of all glory and honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated as the crowd slowly gathers. And uh, I'm not very good with titles most of the time. When I preach at home, I don't have, I'm not able to come up with a good title. But I'm going to try this morning to give you a title to what I'm going to preach. Uh, uh, this is what comes to my mind first of all, but I'm not going to call it that. You might understand why. The first word that comes to mind is shameless. But that seems to be somewhat of a derogatory term to say shameless. I was going to say a shameless deal, but uh, but I won't say that. I'll ask you to disregard that word. But I'm going to talk about being unashamed or not ashamed as The Scripture says, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Amen. The deal is that the Bible says that the Lord, uh, in Mark chapter 8, beginning with verse 34, And when He had called the people unto Him with His disciples also, He said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall uh, uh, save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the Gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I don't think we'd have to take a poll of questions of everyone here today to ask, and come, I feel confident that the answer would be of everyone, that we do not want the Lord to ever be ashamed of us. Certainly in that last day of judgment or when He comes with His uh, holy angels and the glory of His Father, certainly we would not want the Lord to be ashamed of us. But the deal is that if we don't want Him to be ashamed of us, then we should not be ashamed of Him. Hallelujah. He said in this adulterous and sinful generation, I want to echo what Brother Luper already said. That in the day that we're living in I know it's easy to say more now than ever before Certainly the church needed to be the church No matter what generation we are a part of But we are certainly living in a sinful And uh, adulterous generation Hallelujah So I feel confident in saying to us today That we need to be the church Yes, more today than ever before And be unashamed of who we are And what we stand for and not ashamed of our God. For we don't want Him to be ashamed of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that there's been many times in my life that I've been shameful toward or uh, I have caused loved ones to be ashamed. And I have in turn been Ashamed, for I've done shameful things, and I want to uh, assume that you have as well. But in a crowd this large, certainly there's somebody here today that have that has done shameful things and caused those that love you to be ashamed. And more than likely, we have caused the Lord to be ashamed of us. But we need to strive. Daily. We need to strive daily to not be ashamed of Him so He will not be ashamed of us. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I think sometimes when I am alone even, I'm probably the only one, if I didn't bring it up, that would remember certain things that I have done that embarrassed myself and others that were uh, loved ones or cared anything about me, I know that I've embarrassed myself and others. sometimes when i 'm alone, I remember things that I did, and i 'm embarrassed all over again and it 's not a good feeling, even by myself driving down the road, I put my head down and 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 shake my head and 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 it's an uncomfortable feeling all over again. Hallelujah. And so with understanding of the uncomfortable feeling of being shameful and doing things that are in embarrassment. I want to encourage you today to remember that feeling and say, I'm going to strive today and again tomorrow and the next day and the rest of my life to not bring a reproach upon my Lord or His godly church. Hallelujah! I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to embarrass my family, but I certainly don't want to embarrass my God. I've I want Him to be able to stand up and not be ashamed that I am His child and He is my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I want to talk to us just a little bit about how we can make sure that we're not ashamed of God and in turn He will not be ashamed of us. I read to you in Mark chapter 34, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And then he goes on saying other things. Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. He did not say, follow me down this road. Or we're going to go a little ways and turn left. And you know where that place is. That's where we're going. And this is where we're going to end up. He just said, take up your cross and follow me. Hallelujah. Following Him where? I can't answer that question to you, uh, for you, your pastor, who can see farther down the road. Your elder, bishop, whatever he is considered, who can see farther down the road and is sitting in a tower, a watchman for you that can see things you cannot see. They can't always tell you where the road's going to take you tomorrow. Hallelujah. But faithfulness in God and trusting in Him and being willing to follow Him
1: wherever and whenever, that's going to make God unashamed to be called your God. Follow, take up your cross and follow
0: me wherever he might lead. Hallelujah. I read to you in the eleventh chapter of Hebrews, verse thirteen said uh, again, they died in faith not received not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them. The Bible also talks about uh, uh I believe it was Abraham, uh, Hebrews 11, same chapter, 27. Uh, By faith he forsook Egypt, Moses, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. There were faithful men and women of God who were willing to follow God if I can say it this way, blindly or with something in sight, but it's a long way off and you don't know what's going to happen between here and now. But you want to get there more than you want to stay where you are and you're willing to follow God in spite of what may come tomorrow, in spite of the fact that He's invisible. You get sight of Him and follow faithfully so He won't be ashamed of you. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're people that, that depend greatly on our vision. I don't know if you've ever had this conversation or thought pattern, but obviously there are people that we're familiar with and certainly in our world that are not privileged to be able to hear. We call them deaf People that are not privileged to see. Obviously, we call them blind or visually impaired as the world's wording has changed or hearing impaired. They're just always deaf and blind. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. But I, I've often, I say often, at times I've asked myself if I had to give one of them up, which one would I prefer giving up? And I usually say, I'd rather lose my hearing. It's already happening. Uh, Them a sight. Well, that's happening too. But if I had to totally lose one in order to keep the other, I believe, I believe I would give up my hearing in order to keep my sight. In my opinion, that is the most important to me. I don't know what you think, how you feel about that. It doesn't matter. But we are obviously very dependent upon our vision And it determines our direction and it determines so much about our day and, and how things turn out in the, at the end of the day. But I'm talking to you today about people, Moses in particular. He left things that he could see with his eyes that were obviously attractive to him, would have been to anybody. He was willing to forsake He was willing to forsake Egypt and all that it had to offer. The pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. I'm talking about somebody who could see things all around him that were attractive to him. Don't think for one moment that Moses... Despised all that Egypt had to offer he' just human like the rest of us, and you look around at the attractions of the world and your flesh and your eyes, you can't help but desire some of those things. Moses was a man just like the rest of us, but he wanted to please. God, He wanted God to be un or not ashamed of him. And i tell you what he did. He left behind all these good attractive things that he could see. And he followed after one that was invisible to his eye. Hallelujah. You want to please God and make Him happy, you leave behind
1: something that you think is good looking or beautiful or attractive and follow after the invisible God. And you will make him happy. You follow
0: after the invisible one. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That gets difficult. I'm not going to get off into all that. I, I, I didn't even intend on mentioning that. But, uh, but certainly you've heard, you've heard of people saying, Show me! And I'll do it. People that lack faith, they're not able or willing to follow the invisible one. Amen. Sometimes you just do what you got to do by faith. We don't live by sight. We live by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know how it is. You can't see around the curve. But you know you've got to get to a place that's better than where you are. And you're willing to feel, uh, follow after something that you can't see because you want to be saved. You know if you stay where you are, you're going to be lost. You know if you stay in the condition you're in, you're not going to be right with God. you got to be willing to keep going. Keep going. Go around the blind curve. You don't know what's around there. But you're following after the invisible one. Follow. Take up your cross and follow. Follow where? Well, nobody knows except that we're on our way to heaven. Anybody ever heard that word before? We're on our way to a better place. No matter how comfortable you may be in this world, You have got to embrace the fact that God has something better in store for you and you gotta keep going. You got to somehow become dissatisfied with this world and all that it offers and say, hey, God's got something better for me. That's why I get up and go to church again on Sunday morning. That's why I get up on Monday morning willing to do the right thing because I got something better. Down the road somewhere. I'm going somewhere better than where I am. Oh, hallelujah. Moses, I'm sure, did not know what the exodus included. Did not know and could not have convinced the people. What was in store may not could have convinced them to leave. As a matter of fact, after they got out there, they started... Grumbling about what they didn't have, what they used to have. But uh, it probably would not have worked out so good if they had understood the whole journey toward the promised land. You don't know what lies in store. Down the road somewhere. But you know you're tired of being in Egypt. You know you're tired of making brick. You're tired of being a slave and a servant to the world. And you're willing to follow God's man wherever he may lead, because you gotta get out of Egypt. You gotta get out of Egypt. If you're satisfied in the world, you're gonna die in the world. You're gonna be die. You're gonna die lost if you're satisfied in the world. Somebody gotta get tired of being in Egypt. Somebody gotta say, get me out out of here wherever you leave me get me out of here <laughs> hallelujah 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 you understand that uh, not everybody is going to appreciate the wilderness on your way to the promised land and some will look back and wish for what they had left and some will waste their life in the wilderness because they are not willing to make the journey that is necessary, following after the one that is invisible. Of course, in the wilderness, they had visible evidence of the one they were following. Not always. Sometimes you have visible evidence physical, feeling, whatever the signs may be when He manifests Himself to you. Sometimes you come to church and you feel everything you need to feel. Sometimes you come to church and in your own body or body of someone across the aisle, the Lord comes down and miraculously heals and reminds and you see with your own eyes that... I'm in the right place and I'm serving the right God. Every once in a while you come to church and your prayer is answered by who is in the altar. And one more time you say, yep, I knew it, but God reminded me that I'm in the right place serving the right God. He answered my prayer. And my child or my son, my grandson or my father, whoever's in the altar praying and getting right with God, every once in a while you're going to see with your own eyes, you're going to get... You're going to get manna from heaven. You're going to get a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. And, and you're going to get water from a rock and, and quail meat that just flies into your hand or whatever. But sometimes you're going to come to church and your prayer ain't answered. And that backslidden son is not in the altar. You come to church sick and you leave sick. with The same problem you've had for some time. And you don't have any visible evidence today that you're following the right one. But all I can say to you <clears throat> is you've got to walk by faith. Willing to follow the invisible one. All I'm telling you is Egypt is not the place for a Hebrew child. Egypt is not the place for an Israelite. And you better get out of there as fast as you can. I'm telling you today, you ever heard this saying? A bad day living for God. The worst day living for the Lord is better than the best day in the world. You ever heard that? You're better off wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. Knowing that you're fixing to gain the promised land. Not sure when, but you know it's promised and it's coming. You're better off in the wilderness going round and round in circles following something you can't see than you are staying in Egypt knowing that you're going to die
1: and go to hell. You don't want to be lost. You don't want to go to hell. You don't want to stay in Egypt. You're better off suffering in the church than you are prospering
0: in the world. Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah.
0: I'm going to say it again. You're better off suffering in the church than you are prospering in the world. You're better off being a poor man with the Holy Ghost than you are a wealthy man on your way to a devil's hell. Hallelujah. A bad day in the church is better than the best day in the world. Get out of Egypt! Get out of Egypt! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. I really am supposed to be talking about something. that I, I ain't going to try to get back on that. Hallelujah. I, I'm just going to take a few more minutes and just try to help somebody. I don't know your condition. I don't know who most of you are. I don't know what kind of home you left to come to church today. I don't know what kind of lifestyle you're going to or about to return to when you leave here. I'm just going to try to hammer it in your head right now that the Pharaoh in Egypt, I don't care how flashy, how good the food is, how pretty the girls are, or how... Uh, good-looking the guys are. I'm telling you, uh, Egypt is a dead-end road and you can enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. But one of these days, it's all coming down. One of these days, it's all coming down. Ah, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody here today needs to open your eyes of faith. Forget about what you can or cannot see with your physical eyes. And remember, there's going to be days that you can't see what you want to see. But the Word of God does not fail. If you believe in the Bible, you know that there is a better place in store. I'm going to go ahead and tell you one of the reasons that He was not ashamed to be called their God, is because they saw afar off the promises were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You ain't going another step toward heaven until you admit that this promise is real and I'm going to embrace it and accept it. Hallelujah. You're not going another step toward heaven until you embrace who God wants you to be in Him. Promises that are afar off. But somebody's got to be willing to grab a hold of them. And embrace them. And confess that you are a stranger and pilgrims. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Mm -hmm. If you don't want God to be ashamed of you, you must be willing to declare, embrace and declare plainly who you are today And where you're trying to go tomorrow. You have embraced something that this world has not caught a glimpse of. This world does not understand where you're going. But if you want to please God, you've got to be willing in the face of a world that does not understand to say, I'm a child of the living God. The reason I look like an oddball is because I am one. The reason I look like a stranger and a pilgrim is because I am one. I'm not advocating pride, but can I say, have you ever heard godly pride? Is that something you, can I say you, you gotta be godly proud of who you are, unashamed of what God has made you to be. If you don't want Him to be ashamed of you, We can't afford to be ashamed of what He has made us to be in the eyes of this world. Shout it to the world. Yes, I'm a stranger and a pilgrim. That's why I look like one. Hallelujah. Amen. I do want to bring one more Scripture to you. Attention. Psalms 119. (laughs) Psalms 119 beginning with verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Respect unto all thy commandments. As long as you're disregarding some of God's commandments, you will continue to be shameful in His eyes. I shall not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. When you don't understand or embrace what the church is and what it stands for, you're going to walk around with your head down in shame, hoping nobody asks why you look the way you do. When you not have not fully embraced and fell in love with and give full respect to all of God's commandments. There's going to be something that you don't want anybody to approach you about because you'll duck your head in shame. But when you get to the place where you say, God, whatever Your Word says to me to do, I will fully embrace it and give full respect to every commandment. You ain't ashamed to take the streets of this town Ask me whatever you want to ask because I'm not ashamed of who I am because I don't want God to be ashamed of me. Y'all, I don't know if y'all do social media or whatever, but that that world has, has uh, introduced us to something called memes, I believe is what you call it. Y'all familiar with those things? It's just little pictures or doodads that tell a story with a couple of words. And, and so uh, there's one that I saw. And pardon me, but it, the person in it moves for about two seconds. It ain't a movie or a video. It's just a little deal. <clears throat> but it says, the, the heading said, When I ask my kids to do something or tell my kids to clean up their room." And then it's a, a kid and the response is I mean they contort all up. it's like they the reaction is what you asked me to do something or told me and they just the response is what you expect from a kid. It's like they just melt on the floor and <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else has seen that, but I remember the time when I was growing up. My daddy was a worker, a hard worker, and he expected the same of us. There were many, many times, most of the time. I didn't do that, not in his face anyway. But I didn't appreciate, I did not appreciate his rule that it's time to get up and go to work. I remember one time we were supposed to be at work, me and my brother, and we was at home and we were awake but we were still in the bed and somebody had an idea of fighting with pillows he probably started it but I finished it when I swung the pillow over my head and before I got to him I knocked the light globe off the ceiling broke all over the bed for some reason or another it was just about that time that my daddy came in and uh He was not happy, and he didn't want us being happy. So he told me, as he always did, lay across that bed, and he got his belt and did his job on me. Well, In the process, I laid down on that glass from that light globe. He didn't know it, but cut myself, and so I I told my wife that my daddy didn't just whip me. He made me lay down on glass and whip me. But I guarantee you, I didn't appreciate that. And I wanted to reject many times His commandments because I couldn't see far enough down the road to give full respect to what He was trying to tell me to do. I disrespected His commandments. But the day came... When I was saying, you know, my daddy was hard on me. But he taught me some things I'm glad I know now. And I'm I'm looking back giving full respect to the way he trained me and made me get up and go to work. Amen. You might not understand it right now, but if I, if you'd like to take some advice from somebody maybe younger than you, I want to advise you, you better respect every commandment of God. Even though you don't understand it, you can't see down the road, the day's coming, you're going to say, whoa, man, I'm glad that I took heed to the Word of God. When I didn't
1: understand it, I did it
0: anyway. Now, now I know. Now I know. Hallelujah, hallelujah. On the flip side is, you continue to disrespect His commandments. Because you don't understand them. They don't quite make sense. And the day will come when you will wish that you had respected all of His commandments. I'm going to close. But I want to say to you today, I talked about, I said at the beginning, a shameless deal. And it was an unashamed. You know, I try to disregard that word. But it's a deal where we don't want God to be ashamed of us. Therefore, we don't want to be ashamed of Him. It works both ways. It works. We've got to work at not making him ashamed of us. And so when the deal seems to be lopsided, I want you to hear me as I'm closing. When the deal seems to be unfair. You've been part of a deal where you got took advantage of, taken advantage of. Anybody ever been taken advantage of in any kind of deal? It don't feel good. And I admit, and you will too, that every once in a while, it feels like we may be getting taken, taken advantage of in this living for God deal. It gets hard sometimes. We know it does. Because a lot of people drop out. Because it got hard. When it feels unfair, when it feels like you're the only one doing anything in this deal trying to please God. I want to remind you that the Scripture tells us that when He was on His way to the cross, and even on the cross, they were either stripping Him naked or almost. They were changing... In one garment off and putting another on and then they were gambling you know of course very popularly everybody knows gambling over his garment and, and so he was. there was times where he, he was either naked or close to they were messing with his clothing I'm telling you a God that hates nakedness hung on a cross and very possibly hung with not very many clothes on you want to know that was shameful to him?
1: He hated
0: nakedness. But he was willing to hang before the world, perhaps naked. For who? Who did he do that for? He did that for you and me. We don't, do, we, we don't typically do things we hate. We don't go places we hate going. We don't deal with people we hate dealing with. I'm telling you, God allowed the world, His own people even, to do things to Him that He despised. Shameful things. For me and for you. So when it feels bad living for God, I want you to consider how it might feel. You remember that embarrassing moment we thought about a while ago when you're driving down the road and you say, man, why did I do that? Can you imagine hanging in the face of the whole world with that embarrassing moment being revealed over and over again? You know how it feels? He hung there in shame for all of us. If you're a sinner today, if you're somebody struggling with living for God, I want to take you back to Calvary and somehow get you a vision of Him hanging there in shame. So you could be happy about who you are. Finally, we all know that He took all of our transgressions Basically, the Scripture says that He became sin. He took the sins of many to that cross. A God that hates sin became sin. A God without sin intentionally became sin to take your sins away when it feels hard and difficult for you to give up some petty little thing that's keeping you out of this altar. If you're a visitor here today and you know you need God, whatever it is that's holding you back, whatever it is that's keeping you out of this altar, I guarantee you it's petty when you consider the great God of heaven. I'm talking about the One that created everything in this world and this whole world and He made you a living soul. The great God of heaven! Hanging on a cross with the sins of the world on Him. He took all your shame and your sin to a cross. You know why? So you didn't have to walk around with the shame of sin putting your head down. When you walk the streets of Silsby, you don't have to be ashamed of who you are because He already took your shame and nailed it to the cross. You can hold your head up and say, thank God, I'm a child of the King. Somebody here today needs to lay aside those petty things and say, God, I don't want to be ashamed anymore. I want to run to You and let You make a difference in my life and save me from a world of sin. Is there anybody here? Would you close your eyes with me? Church, if you would help me pray, go ahead and get a song if you will. I I want to give somebody an opportunity to pray. I know your pastor's got to get out of here and it's Sunday morning, but but there may be a visitor here today that's considering, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Whatever I'm holding on to, is it worth it? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What has he gained? What have you gained? This is the words of the Lord. If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, the commandment is today to take up your cross and follow Him. Is there anybody here today? Hallelujah. If you got a song, if you would begin to sing in the church, stand and help me pray just for a few minutes. I'm going to give you just a few minutes of an opportunity. If you know somebody that needs to pray, if you know somebody struggling, pray for him right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name
1: of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: Somebody needs to get out of
0: Egypt. Somebody needs to leave Egypt.
1: Oh,
0: hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah, why don't you come to the front, church? If you're here today and need something from the Lord, why don't you come with the church family right now? Why don't everyone make their way to this front? Let's lift our hands toward heaven. I don't want God to be ashamed of me, and I certainly don't want to be ashamed of God today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord today. Reach out to the Lord today. This is where you find help. This is where you find direction. This is where you find deliverance. It's in God. It's not in this world. But it's in God. Why don't you come to the front. Lift your hands toward heaven right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Why don't you grab hold of someone's hand right now and say, God, we're here. We need your help. We need your touch. Oh, Jesus, Holy Ghost right now.